the voice of reason, the voice of alarm, the voice of stats, the voice of scouts, the voice of Kool-Aid, the voice of dismay, the voice of Davo. April 6th, 2015, what a day out at Kauffman Stadium. You had championship rings being dispersed. A flag being raised and Casey completely destroying the White Sox 10 to 1 as we welcome you into another edition of your dish on Clubhouse Conversation. It's Dave O talking about this one, previewing Wednesday as well. Let's start with the six plus magnificent innings we saw from Yardano Ventura. The spectacular defense, a couple of plays in particular, which we'll get to, a couple home runs, a bundle of other offense, and the Royals coast. 10 to 1 in a game that's important. The AL Central, every single game all year long, obviously, is important in this division that most likely will be decided by a game or two. I mean, every division game is important every year, but doesn't it seem a little bit more this year like every game is just a bit more important in the AL Central, especially after seeing the Royals struggle for so much of last year? against a good majority of the Central. You want to come out, send the right message, land a haymaker right away, and the Royals did that against the White Sox. As we give you our player of the game for this one, we'll keep a running tally all season long. Alex Rios, player of the game. He also shares our moment of the game. The seventh inning, Royals ahead 6-1. to one. Yeah, the game was pretty much over. You felt like they're in the bottom of the seventh, especially with Wade Davis and potentially Greg Holland looming. But Alex Rios made sure it was over with a three-run home run with two outs, puts the game out of reach 9-1, to one, and that just capped an amazing opening day for Rios. Three for four with three RBIs. He even stole a base. Saw him really run the base as well. And while we're talking about offense, let's start there, I guess, for today. Eight of the nine Royal hitters had a base hit today. Eight of nine with Omar Infante being the only player left out of the party. He did smoke a ball off a Drayback later in the game to third base that was caught. So not all was lost there. Two hits apiece. You know, Rios wasn't the only guy that had multiple hits. Three hits for him. Two hits apiece for Alcides Escobar, Mike Moustakis, and Salvador Perez. Let's start with Salvi and work our way backwards. Salvi puts the Royals up one nothing right away. It's his first at-bat since Game 7 of the World Series. First pitch, smokes the ball in the right field. One nothing. Isn't it kind of poetic justice? Isn't it almost you know t- too coincidental to not be from the baseball gods? Not a message that Mike Gershley is also involved in that first run scoring play of the year is Alex Rios running behind, uh, you know, coming towards home was held up very late by Gershley at third base in a play where Rios would have scored after all the ball was bobbled over in shallow right field by the White Sox. Jersley held him, probably the right move, I suppose, because if the ball's handled correctly, it's a close play there at the dish. But kind of poetic justice that you had Salvi and Jersley involved in the same play right out the bat there in Salvi's first at bat. But yeah, nice to see Salvi get that hit right there and another one later. Mike Moustakis hitting in the two hole. I mean, it's early to call that a great move or a genius move, but I think there's a lot of smartness behind this move by Ned Yost. I mean, first of all, you have what I think Yost's number one goal is with Moustakis moving him to the two-hole is to keep him more working up the middle to left field. Keep him grounded. You know, Mike, we're not going to put you in the cleanup, the six-hole, the seven-hole. We're not going to put you in the quote-unquote run-producing place in the lineup. We're going to move you up, put you right in that on-base slash action spot in the order, which is the number two spot. Maybe less is more with Moose. We saw him take a home run to left center. I mean, that was a nice, nice piece of hitting by Moose. After we saw a sack bunt, which I was okay with. Normally, I don't love sack bunts early in the game, as you know. 
but the runner was at second. You're facing Samarja, who's a top 20 pitcher in the league. So I was okay with that, getting the lead the way Ventura was throwing and everything. But the point is, the Moustakas did a lot with the bat today, and that's good to see. And I think with Ned, you know, Ned said before the game, you know, I moved Alex Gordon up to the three-hole last year. A lot of people thought that was unconventional or odd, and he responded. And I think Ned's right. You know, I don't want to play mind games to this guy. I don't want him to press too much. I want to get him in the action spot, let him do some small ball, let him hit the ball the other way, let him become more of a complete hitter. And we'll see if that can't, you know, carry him. I mean, Moustakas looked confident today. I mean, from that nice double play ball he turned to the first inning, that was a nice play. Short hop coming in, good defensive play by Moose. We'll talk more about the defense here in a little bit. You hope this stuff carries over from the playoffs last year, and obviously one game is way, way, way too early to tell anything from that, but it was a good start today by the whole team and Moose as well. Escobar, a couple of knocks. Oh, how about Kendris Morales today? Let's give him, you know, him some love as well. We talked about Rios earlier. Morales, the other major addition who played today for the Royals. Three walks. Somewhere George Kataris is giggling. Three walks for Morales. Had a knock as well in two official ABs. Scored a couple of runs. Just good at bats by him and pretty much the entire Royals team. Good approach up there. Really worked the first four innings, especially in the second, third, and fourth. The pitch count with Samarja. Got him up. And, you know, the Royals offense, what, what more can you say? He scored 10 runs. get the ball to the ballpark two times. You know, Rios and, and Moose, he draws several walks. I mean, the offense was good. But the pitching and defense was just as good. Six-plus innings from Yordano Ventura before the entire stadium had a near-identical heart attack at the same time. Palpitations, for sure. Pal- Did they say that? Palpitations? Heart palpitations? <laughs> Whatever the hell. You know what word I'm trying to say there. Uh, the whole stadium held their collective breath if you were out there at the candidate. A foul ball and... All of a sudden, Ventura, about a second and a half, two seconds, collapses. And at first, you're like, oh, no, arm, shoulder, elbow. And then you're like, oh, no, ankle, hamstring, ACL. Turns out, knock on wood, that's me knocking on wood here in the Clubhouse Conversation Studios. Turned out, you just have, of course, the cramp in the thumb. And we expect him to make his next start on Sunday, as we heard from Ned Yost after the game in Ventura himself. They even were laughing about that. So that's good. But a nice day for Ventura. Didn't strike out a lot of guys. Only two Ks and six-plus innings allowed that one mammoth home run to Jose Abreu, who I believe could be perhaps the MVP of the American League this year. We'll see. Ventura walked one. A walk of Gillespie in the game. But, I mean, just a nice game from Ventura. I mean, he, he would have finished that seventh inning, you have to believe, with one run ball. Start number one, yes, please. Coming off that contract. Great deal by the Royals, by the way. We haven't talked about that much since then. Five years with a couple of option years possible. Potentially buying out two to three years of his free agency. And that's the kind of move that allow the Royals to sign Alex Gordon and or Eric Hosmer and or Lorenzo Cain going forward. That cost control. The, a little, you know, wondering a little bit less about things. It'd be nice to see Danny Duffy get inked to a, you know, a similar deal at the end of this year. And we'll talk about Duffy a bit later as well. But let's finish up the pitching here. Calvin Herrera comes in, picks up in that seventh inning for Ventura. Gets him one, two, three. Waiter, check please. Davis, one, two, three with a K in the eighth. And then Ryan Matson, first appearance since 2011. Good to see him come out there. And a bit shaky. With control and command, walked a hitter, allowed a base knock, did you know get a double play ball there in the middle, and a pop out to end the game. Was also a near mammoth home run from Abreu that hooked foul on a 3-0 pitch. <laughs> Not sure if that ball's even come down, but it was good to see Matson get back out there. And how nice is that, by the way, where Matson and or Franklin Morales are like your two weak links in the bullpen, and those guys are like you know fifth and sixth best relievers, fourth best relievers, third best relievers on some teams. 
So it's nice to have guys like that out there. Defensively, you look back at that fifth inning. I had that one circled on my scorecard. Obviously, you know the plays I'm talking about. We already mentioned the nice Moustakas short hop in the first. And Ventura picked off a runner as well. The Rook playing second for the White Sox. But also, that Alcides Escobar play, I thought he slightly misjudged that too as far as the timing of the jump. He kind of caught that ball on his way down. I mean, it was maybe a tenth to two-tenths of a second late. Was still able to spear that line drive off the bat of Alexi Ramirez for that first out there of the fifth inning. How about that? You're just dropping your jaw saying, my God. And if that wasn't enough, you walk Connor Gillespie, the local product here from the Midwest, and then you turn the 4-6-3 double play and Fonte to Escobar to Haas. How about that stretch by Hosmer over at first base on a not-perfect throw from Escobar, and I mentioned Infante as part of that double play. We've talked here plenty on Clubhouse Conversation throughout the spring and over the winter and even late last year. A little bit of concern with Omar Infante and his shoulder, obviously. His, his elbow, I guess, is more of the concern now with the surgery not being opted for over the offseason. But with the elbow, he didn't play a lot defensively in Major League games in the spring. Omar looked good today, real quick on his throws. I thought both of the pivots he was involved with in double plays were very good, very quick. And hopefully if he's lost a little bit of velocity, strength in that shoulder slash elbow slash whatever else is bothering him, seems like it's all something with him. Hopefully that will enable him being quicker to you know, offset any potential loss in velocity. So it was good to see Omar Infante turn those double plays. Another small thing that I noticed today during the game. I mean, what can you say, though? What a perfect day at Kauffman Stadium. This, this one's pretty basic. I mean, everything was good today. Starting pitching, good. Bullpen? Good. Offense? Good. Base running? Good. When you have the small, you know, I don't know. It's tough to even question Mike Gershley on that play. If the ball's not bobbled, dropped, I mean, it would have been a bang-bang play at the dish. I mean, there was a time in the game, I guess, where Hosmer struck out with a runner on third, but then got picked up right after that. I mean, you just go on and on. The Royals played as a team today. It was great to see. And now we look forward to Wednesday, where I think there's an edge for the Royals. Jose Quintana against Danny Duffy. Quintana, I think one of the more underrated guys in the league, starting-wise. Not not a great pitcher by any stretch, but the guy's thrown 200 innings or more. Two straight years, had a 3-3 last year. Tough lefty when he's on. But Casey got to him pretty good last year. Check this out. The Royals faced Quintana four times last year. 27 and two-thirds against Casey had a 5-5-1 ERA. So you like where the Royals are sitting on Wednesday night with Danny Duffy going against them. Danny Duffy, if you listen to our preseason edition of Clubhouse Conversation, our prediction edition, I picked him as Royals Pitcher of the Year. I think Danny Duffy's going to have a fantastic year. And I like him against this lineup. And I like the Royals, you know, having recent success against Quintana. And then also, you know, you lose a left-handed bat in there with Rios versus Aoki. So less lefties. I just see a lot to look forward to. You look through his four outings against the Royals last year. They got to him really good in two of the four outings. There was an outing back on May 23rd in KC. Three runs allowed by Quintana. There was an outing on July 23rd up in Chicago. One run in seven innings. But the other two outings, June 13th of last year, six innings, six runs the Royals got off of Carlos. And then September 25th up in Chicago, five runs and seven and a third. So we're looking forward to Wednesday night. We'll also break down Thursday more for you on Wednesday here on Clubhouse Conversation. The Royals in great shape to split at the very least the next couple of games and head out west with a 
winning homestand, hopefully. So thanks for joining us. We'll be here throughout the season. This is your dish pretty much after every single game throughout this year on Clubhouse Conversation, except for the occasional game where I may be traveling or at a minor league affiliate. And those games, I'll give you minor league recaps and tell you what I saw at the various minor league teams. Plan on seeing at least three of them this summer. And also going to pimp the site here real quick while you're listening. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes if you haven't yet. You can get all of the episodes that we do, whether it be a current Royal interview once a week, a former Royal interview once a week, or the dishes. They'll go automatically into your iTunes if you want to do that. Subscribe there on the website, clubhouseconversation.com. You can download the files, stream them as well. Tell a friend. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. We welcome all of your questions, all of your feedback, and we hope to have you along all season long here on The Dish and with our interviews multiple times each week on Clubhouse Conversation. Have a good night. We'll talk to you Wednesday evening here on Clubhouse Conversation.